Podboys Productions. To little PK Ball Banter on Brooklyn Rebound Network. Them dogs are barking, them dogs are barking over in Studio CT. Now, I know it's the uh, it's your boy Padre, of course. Yeah, uh, but not, don't forget it. Don't forget that. It's an NBA trade deadline today. It was today. I think it's probably passed as we record the official yes. sign. Now, did you trade in for some more? More pops into Studio CT because it sounds even louder than normal. I uh, asked for more pop, more pop when I got home. You know, I just wanted more pop sound. You know, so I told, I told people that we're doing a lot of construction right now. Studio CT, basement, we got little, little projects here and there. You know, we want to, we want to make it, you know, as lifelike as possible. Because you know, right now, it doesn't feel like real life. I don't know what's going on other than like. Players are being traded that weren't rumored to be traded, and then uh, and the dogs are barking because they're just so surprised about it, you know. Well, so that's what it is. It's not that there's more dogs than normal. It's just that they're more surprised than normal over what happened. Well, I left on ESPN and NBA TV, you know, one of the channels in, in the in Studio CT uh, office there. Whenever they, I learn all my news from them uh, when I get back. You know, I said you do. Fill me in while I was, you know, off running some errands and taking care of some other work. You know, so yeah, did you get filled in by them before we started it? Yeah, they said they did uh, Robin Lopez wrong. He got treated for cash, so they're very upset about that. They're big fans of Robin Lopez. I think he, he looks like them. He's like very grizzly like, you know. Him Just visually, visually looks like them because your dogs are, I wouldn't say Stephen Adams or Robin Lopez size. Well, the personality is that size. Though. Oh, the personality—that's true. And 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 Rolo has a lot of personality. I wonder if the uh, Cavs would pick him back up. I mean, I don't really want him to see a lot of time out on the court. But good locker room, good sideline guy. You know, had him last year. I mean, you got to pick up his quest to get all the jerseys sit sided by the mascots. So, like, he needs to get employed by someone. And that's that was sure. messing up his whole schedule because I'm sure he had them all marked in, like. This is probably the biggest travesty that we've heard of because the, the dogs are going off, obviously. It's not what they're really upset about. Okay. I'm upset because, like, Carmelo never had his farewell tour like Kobe and Dwayne Wade did, right? So Robin Lopez was the next best thing. He was going to do his farewell tour this year probably with all the mascots. But, you know, he only, I don't know how many he got. I got, I got to, we got to do a deep dive into that. I'll ask the dogs about yeah, you better ask the dogs. I want a report from the dogs by the by next week uh, on that. I don't know, Carmelo might come back. He might still come back and do and join the NBA again and get his farewell. What if the Knicks end up making it to the finals? I don't think they will, but let's say they do. Will it? Yeah. Will Carmelo be able to like slide back onto the team somehow? I'm sure it's not legal, but <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he has been at Knicks games a lot just because he lives yeah. in arc and he does run all this. Business. So his hope is probably just to have his son just signed by, you know, the thing I hate. Yeah. 
Oh, nepotism, you know, nepotism. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that again now because remember last time it barely got brought up and you like freaked out. And I, I did freak out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, go back and check out last week's ball banter. There was a um, pretty interesting guest that, that came on after your novel. And uh, yeah, it was a famous person, frankly. This name you've all, all heard, I'm sure. Anyway, though, this is this week. You know, we got to talk Super Bowl. It's happening in a couple of days. Chiefs, Niners, but yeah, let's let's keep going with the with the little uh, NBA trade deadline talk since we got into it. Let's banter. I, I have also, well, let's start here. Yet again, the Cavs and Nets are matching up. You know, we had the game in Paris recently, mm-hmm. a few weeks back. Now it's back at our old haunt of Barclays Center, starting in about twenty minutes or so, uh, as we s- sit here. So what what about our teams at the trade deadline? The Cavs have been playing really well recently. They did, as far as I'm aware, absolutely did not. Make Why would you need through. to? You got you got your trades coming yeah. in. Is your is your players being healthy during that run where Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell are like, hey, we're yeah all star players. Yeah. We can still play like all stars, right? So mm-hmm. now they have the two other all stars coming in. I don't know if Evan Mobley made uh-huh. He hasn't yet, and unfortunately, uh, Jared Allen did not make it this year. Even with him being getting injured and some other things, he was still not chosen. But uh, he's not marketable. Well, that throw, that throw is just not. You can't sell. The yeah, trade. he doesn't have any type of unique look at all. So yeah, he's not great. Zero marketability. So Jared I guess Allen. that's why they want. They really want to force Scotty Barnes on us. That'd be it. Oh well, they got to get the Canadians, like your relatives. Uh, interesting. You know, people want to see people that are diverse you know and some people have claimed that he's neurodiverse so you know you want you want to you want to be very i would never i would never say any player any person is neurodiverse without them openly saying themselves but many people are saying that so therefore you know he could be face of so many school buses the face of a school bus, like on the planet on the front yep. of the school bus, like yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how you would kind of toss the tag edge. I mean, that would be the the greatest thing. Uh, also, uh, you know, that, that we're talking about, I don't, I don't mean to jump in, but like, there's something that I definitely sure up, get on it. That, now that we're talking about Robin Lopez, we can segue to anything because he played for some of teams. So one of his former teams, we got the Orlando Magic. Have you heard their Orlando Magic? remix intro they've done where they took their 90s theme Orlando Magic theme. It's been trending on TikTok like crazy. It's, if you look it up and you play the song, we'll, we'll cut it into a sample. Let's see that. I have not heard this. My TikTok isn't serving me this up. I don't know what they're thinking. So I think you should look it up right now as we talk. But basically this this is probably the most epic thing. Because I've seen also people on TikTok react to the song saying, I don't watch basketball. I don't even watch the Magic or anything. I'm not a fan. But I, anytime this Orlando Magic, they show the Orlando Magic, what their content is, the scoreboard, and this is Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic song, is their winning anthem. Like, uh, I love LA and, and the Lakers, and Boston has probably some Irish racist song or something. Yeah, um, so, I mean... Is it I.O. the producer? I'm trying to search. Yeah, so I.O. the producer is a top producer. Worked with top artists like, you know, Travis Scott. Uh, was it, um... Not, I was going to say MF Doom. I was like, that's so Metro Boom. Metro Boom. Uh, you got... Kind of, like, he worked with so many people, so they asked him to remix the song. Oh, yeah, it is. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening to it now. It's only, like, like, 18 seconds. 17 seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it hits and slaps. It, it's got vibes. It's got this is that '90s vibe I've been only '90s kids know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but like, it's, yeah, it, it brings you back to this time zone where just like, you're back there, you're watching MBM, NBC, you're watching Shag, you're watching Scott Styles, you know, whatever, but like, this is, this is when basketball's purity of like, just the casual fan enjoyed this, but like, this song, it can, I want to make this my ringtone, I want, like, I'm just, you know, I'm a fan of the beat, what, what can you say about it? There you go. Oh, I gotta say. Yeah, that's all you gotta say. Yeah, no, uh, I, I like that. Uh, that is fire. So, like, that's probably the biggest update I have in my NBA. It, I mean, you mentioned NBA treatment. My... Is this your way of avoiding talking about your Nets? Because as much as fire as that, I was trying to set that up since their teams are playing. I, I just said the Cavs didn't do anything. Maybe they'll pick up uh, one or two uh, of the waived players and buyouts, you know. But And one of those could be which I wouldn't mind this, honestly, that young. Mm. The Nets had just brought him in, but then waved him. He brought us, we brought him back, and then we waved him on top of that? Wow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the reunion was very short-lived. We've also uh, had, you know, in the past, we've also had Carmelo Anthony traded to our team. We've waved him. Uh, we've waved Dwight Howard off our team. Uh, all, the play- all the players that we coveted in the past uh, end up somehow on our team. To or even played when you them. don't want them, <laughs> yeah. When you don't want them, yeah. So. But Dennis Schroeder was a part of that, out and he will play. It looks like. Dennis Schroeder is a net. You're talking about why did she just leave that? The German Ronald, the the gold medal champion, but Dennis Schroeder. Hopefully, he's not getting uh gonna go get arrested like Ronda just did recently. The real uh, uh, oh yeah, that's true. As he got a DUI, I think maybe or something. I I. I don't remember what it was, but all I know is they showed him when it was breaking all over Twitter. The image that that the person who broke the story used was him and a, a Cavs jersey for some reason. From his like half half the season playing in the Cavs, they had to throw that in. But anyway, yeah, German Rondo, Der Rondo, the Schroeder, the Shooter. Not not really one of his nicknames, but maybe it should be. So we gave up one of my favorite Nets of all time, Spencer Dinwoody, who's also good at that. He was already on, on his second stint, core. Yeah. Yeah, now so it's might be a third yeah. someday. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we, but I can only hope, right? Like, I'm sure you hope for LeBron to come back every night you go to sleep, right? Just because, well, you know, it'd just be everything on top for LeBron to win his final title again in the year 2046. <laughs> yeah, he just comes back in 2026. I don't really want him on the squad right now, to be honest. I think might, that would that definitely rip up the street. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, would have to worry about it, trade out someone good, of course. But so we got rid of, so we got rid of Spencer as I've been trying to avoid talking. We also traded Royce to 5'9 O'Neal for about five players in the pick. So we got Jor- we got Jordan Goodwin, Kita Bates Tiop, and we got three second round picks, I think, from that trade for Royce. So that means Royce is reuniting with Kevin Durant in Phoenix. But that means the player that was reunited with Kevin Durant that was really excited to be playing with him again was Yuta Watanabe. Unfortunately, Yuta got the Buddha off yeah. the Sunza. The Grizz got it. There. This is a three-team trade. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I stepped out here. On the Kevin Durant uh, bus, right? He's he's the one driving the bus, right? He's a bus driver. He's always said he's a bus yeah. driver. Yeah. Right. He's definitely the bus driver. And uh, 
he's gonna get a little salty with them kids back there and and uh, pop off. But yeah, he'll create no, but he'll create burner accounts to talk shit to them. So it's not yeah. him. Yeah, but so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. He has proxies on the bus that yelled for him. Right, like exactly. I said, whispers. So yeah, uh, so the main thing for the Nets on that trade was those picks. Three future second. Royce to five nine. Yeah, goes to the Suns. Utah to the Grizz. Well, what is there any other? So uh, we said Schroeder came in. So we got we got picks out of getting rid of Woody, uh, Dead Woody, Royce O'Neal, and then we waived Harry Giles, the third next thing. Um, so that means we only have we got Dennis Smith Jr. and Lonnie Walker the fourth. Now we don't have a third on our team anymore, like a third generational player. So oh, obviously, yeah. this is one of the biggest heartaches that I've been experiencing in that stand. Because that was that fun fact that I had on my team that anytime I, it's like, oh, how are the Nets doing? Obviously, they're probably not playing well at the time, but I could say, well, they, at least they have a junior, a third, and a, a fourth. Four, four. four. See, honestly, you're suffering even worse than Robin Lopez right now, it sounds. It's very hard. I mean, luckily, the Orlando Magic uh, theme song has definitely gotten me excited because, like, yeah. you know, we're trading with Roach, Roach, Phoenix again. Oh, exactly. But like we're trading with Phoenix again, but we're getting them better somehow, even though we have their picks. So it, it, kind of, it didn't really make a lot of sense for us to get the picks from Phoenix. So that's why we got the trio of second round picks from Memphis. And they got David Roddy, who's uh, a big boy. He's a big boy. He's got a big frame. He also looks like every uh, Halal Park guy. That you... Let me go look at us picks of him. Oh, yeah, he certainly does. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, what what is your, I mean, last time, Last, uh, I think it was last episode, but or if not as recently, you're getting giving your thoughts on like the Ben Simmons situation, and you were trying to really uh, look for the light, the positivity as being a Nets fan right now. Where are you at after this trade deadline, and where the Nets are at going into this game with the Cavs in ten minutes? What what what's the vibe right now? I I, I would sense from Nets fans it's not the vibes that great, but I will I will put words in your mouth. I don't feel any vibes. I don't feel any vibrations. I feel mm. a little bit, my pulse is a little dying right now when it comes to this team's identity now. Yeah. Does that mean that this yeah. team can make up ground and get into the playing game? Yes, I believe they can. They can, they can do that. They're only, they're only in the 11th seed. They're, I think they're behind the, the Hawks. standings right now. They are uh, behind the Hawks. Yeah. By like a, uh, a, a, looks like a game and a half. Yeah, certainly could. Bulls are the ninth spot. They could, you know, who knows? They didn't do anything at the trade deadline either. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I would probably have a tangent on the Bulls and why they haven't done anything, but uh, it seems like some of these teams are just so shook by the Robin Lopez news that they didn't want to pull the trigger. (laughs) Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense right now. So we are on a two game losing streak, uh, not the biggest losing streak in the East or in our division that belongs to the Philadelphia 76ers. So mm-hmm. who also just made a trade and got rid of their superstar trash talker, Pat Bev to the Bucks. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. And the Bucks haven't been winning uh, the, too much the last few games either. Honestly, they yeah. not had a streak, big streak or anything, but since the Griffin firing and Doc coming in, which we talked about. As I keep on deflecting to your question, I feel like there's going to be, well, yeah, the identity uh, issue is really what you're getting to, right? Yeah. So if our rotations are constantly changing 
with uh, injuries such as we had TFS injured, who was, I thought they were resting to looking for a deal and they didn't trade him. So that's good because I like him as a player and he, he's defensively one of our best players. He hasn't been playing in the past five, six games. There's a reason why we lose when he's our anchor with Claxton as well. But he he's more of the linebacker, you know, like linebackers that communicate, they have that element. In, in football, yeah, right? Captain on defense. He's that guy who calls out the screens and and, and stuff. He does that. Well, Clarkson is more of the enforcer, like the you know the backside help and blocking the balls. But DFS is the one that talks talks it up, and so does Dennis Smith Jr. But I want to see less of DSJ. So I don't want to see any more juniors. I don't want to see as many Walkers anymore because he's a rental. Rental, I think he's definitely worth more than minimum pay. He's going to be signing somewhere else. He's a journeyman. I don't think DSJ is going to stay. So I want to see a lot more Cam Thomas. I want to see 50 points every night like just to start off and make sure he has like a couple of 50-point games. There's a clip uh, you can look up online as Chicago Bulls announcers talking about Cam Thomas. And like the only way to, the only person that can stop Cam Thomas is what the Bulls announcer said is Jock Vaughn by benching him and not playing okay. as many minutes, which is true. So there's something to say about these rotations that are not clear because I'm sure Jock Bond prepared for a team full strength with Ben Simmons, and that was probably not the smartest thing, but what else Certainly are you gonna do? Not. But what else are you gonna do? You're, we're not we're not we're not training for a superstar again. We didn't give up Mikhail Bridges for five first round picks once again. So What it, do you think they're gonna you, build around Bridges like Oris? That's the thing. I believe we are going to build along bridges. I think he's the only non-fatable piece. I think they've said because they didn't change for five round first round picks. They cut off to the Rockets. Even the Knicks were rumored to give up, but like that would have been something that Villanova continued to see over there with the Villanova Knicks there. That would have been probably fun to watch as a basketball fan. But as a Nets fan, I, I don't think any Nets fan could forgive Nets management to making near Knicks, even though there's not a real rivalry there but making the other team better in the city that they also sleep in. So, you know, although it never sleeps, apparently, right? City also uh, never sleeps. Yeah. Does Brooklyn count for that? I guess it does. I don't know. Yeah, because it's part of Brooklyn's only the only Brooklyn and Queens are, and you know, are only Long Island and New York City at the same time. So, yeah. So I don't know if it's on the line there of sleeping or not. Yeah. No, well, I don't sleep. Yeah. Well, there's no sleep until Brooklyn. So once you're in Brooklyn, I guess. you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So there's no sleep till Brooklyn. That would imply that there is sleeping there. There is sleep. So, I have, so I, Manhattan is really the city that never sleeps. And then it's, I mean, once you just cross the bridge to Brooklyn. You could sleep, yeah. It's, I mean, I fell asleep on the DAB train several times to Coney Island. Yes. So, haven't we all? Haven't we all? We certainly have. Yeah, get out to Far Rockaway. Well, I was looking for the Warriors myself. I, they weren't there. I was like, Warriors. They were up in the Bronx at that, I think, probably at that uh, meeting of all the gags. But yeah. your gang didn't get invited. You were like out of the gang. Well, I was asking for Steph Curry and Clay and, and, and yeah. Russell. I was actually asking for Bear Davis, uh, Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, the old Warriors, you know? We believe Warriors. Yeah, I would. And like some Warriors movies, like gang stuff, I would take those guys definitely over the modern day version of the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. Can't mess with yeah. off and Jack. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, any other trade stuff? Like, what was the biggest things that happened? The Sixers got to did some moves we kind of touched on it big moves by formerly good players or what we would consider would were former mm -hmm. uh, formerly maybe not anymore garden hayward 
got traded to oh well, you got traded to OKC, which is good. This one per- perplexed me a little bit. PJ Washington to the Mavs for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, first round pick to the Hornets. One, I didn't know if PJ Washington was worth that much. Two, they just signed Grant Williams in the offseason and to and Seth Curry as well as their answer to defense. So apparently, they don't think he's that elite defensive player. That's why he's tradable. I agree with them uh, on that, by the way. I didn't think it was a good time to get on the way. I could continue. Uh, you also got the Knicks got, I think, better uh, with Bobo. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, and Burks. Yeah, unfortunately, right. they did get better. I mean, Burks is kind of like, to me, the definition. He has his flashes, but he's kind of like the definition of mid to me, NBA wise. But I mean, he can. I mean, he's a, he's an A man. But Bobo, our old boy, yeah, that's what I didn't like to see because he could definitely he could build up. Obviously, on the yeah. Pistons, he's not being anything. But they got Miller. Uh, he could fill it up though, certainly off the bench or even in the starting lineup. I don't think he would start. Seeing that's kind of the Cavs' big rival now, all of a sudden, in the past year and a half, and our big threat from the, them kicking our ass last year. Uh, that's who I'm measuring the team against a little bit. So you did, you I do have one competition that, move here where Buddy Hill from the Panthers is being sent to the That's probably the biggest name that got moved, I guess. Marcus Morris, four con court as well. Uh, and three second round picks. So yeah. some of these, I think, were just probably just rush trade. I, I feel like when you mm-hmm. throw on like something like a number three, Second round picks, it's just like, okay, just get it done. You know, just whatever it takes yeah. to get it done. It, it, it doesn't seem like a, you know, really weighing the players at that point. You're just saying, okay, three, it's not a first round. He's not available as a first. He's not available as two. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is three second round picks, right? Yeah. Maybe they can get, since he really wanted the third back on the Nets, maybe you could just call that. The, un- the yet unknown players, like second round, the third, mm-hmm. and then he can still have it. There you go. Get second a third jersey, yeah. second round, the third, that's second round. jersey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're going to have, uh, they just, they're just they going to have the draft expanded two days, so, you know, oh, right out of Bar- or the Barclays for 48 hours now. You know, so many times I've been trapped there, and you've had to rescue me in past episodes. So, yeah, so this uh, time you could just bring a sleeping bag and prepare to stay there. For yeah. Let's see Yeah, you mentioned Korgmaz on the trade. He was a like, pretty long tenured sixer, and he got waived after being traded. So oh, that's the guy yeah. I wouldn't mind. Uh, got another shooter to Boeing to uh, see the Cavs are pick up partially. Dougie McBuckets. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't. I missed that. Okay. For Marcus Buckets. Morris and second round pick cash. Yeah. Doug McBuckets. I don't think any of these moves. I mean, the ones that people probably get most excited for, the most talented player, I think, offensively right now is probably Bobo, and the Knicks getting a little bit better. I think, I think the Pacers and Sixers were smart with their moves. Well, that's uh, what I was about to ask you. Why? Why did they trade Yield? I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is a special player, and they they just got Pascal Siakam too, so. The offense was running through Halliburton and Heal before. Now it's running through Siakam and Halliburton. So, so you got to, yeah, you could get a three-point shooter to spread out the floor, but Buddy Hill was more capable than just being a spot-up shooter, right? You could score, you know, at least at least yeah, 18, 16, 16 points. Yeah, uh, easily. So I think that's a smart trade for the Sixers because they, 
And the short time, I see where they want it. Yeah, for sure. With LMB. They need someone to take the ball and just put the ball in the basket. Pat Bev's not doing that for them, right? So they move him. Yeah. And then you get a court moss. It's just an open three-point shooter, but he can't create a so shot. Buddy Hill can do that. So I think it's a good move for them. And Bogdan too, yeah. So it looks like you got a little bit more competition now in, in some way with the Pacers improving, uh, the Sixers improving. It's, but nothing that says to me that None of these trades, I think anyone would look at being like, oh, yeah, now they're the winner uh, or whatever the East or the West, really. No, I mean, I think the Celtics are still a team to beat, clearly. Um, and the, I mean, the Bucks and, still, and the Sixers both have these red question marks now. I was going to say red flags or question marks, and I said red question mark. Red question mark. So the red question mark is usually the one that I think of when I say, guess who? You know, the game, guess who? Mm-hmm. You know, you got red question marks. Let me ask you this, Padre. Who would yes. you guess is the biggest competition to the quest for the Eastern Conference Finals for the Cavs right now? Well, I just was saying that the Knicks are kind of our biggest rival. They're kind of like our... That's who I don't want to face again. But no, no, um, it's, a, it's a different question. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just reiterating that to like go over my, what I'm going to say. I mean, I, I think of the Celtics, like I just said, they're the team to beat. Or what's so it? You, when we replace the cat right now, they're number two. Thompson? The Cavs are all the way up to number two now. Yeah, they're out of the box okay. by a game. Do you see them staying there? I think it's definitely possible. The way they're playing, uh, I would say it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't even discount the one seed theoretically if they just keep if they if they only lose one game a month like they have been the rest of the season, which is probably not going to be sustainable. The Celtics are holding serve, but they're I mean, what they're five games ahead right now. It's not, I don't know. I think that I think anywhere in the top four is good for them to finish. I'm fine with it. The caveat being, I really don't want to see the Knicks again. So if the Knicks finish fifth, four, four. So I, I mean, I like where it would be right now. If the season ended today, the Cavs would face the, well, they would face one of the playing teams. Let's say the Cavs slid back down to three and the Bucks were two. The Cavs would play the Pacers, which they gave us some trouble earlier on in the season before we gelled, but. I, I wouldn't a seven game series home versus Indiana. And I wouldn't be too concerned. Like I think we won that. So I don't know. I, I like where the Cavs are at. I mean, what do what do you think about tonight's game? Real quick, do you think the Nets have a chance? I kind of do. Like Cavs on a back to back. They played yesterday in Washington, and even yesterday they kind of hung around. Washington hung around most of the game. Cavs didn't play great. So back to back, they've only lost one out of their last like fifteen games or something. They're not, they haven't been losing, so they're certainly due. And the Knicks, I mean, the Nets rather generally play them tough. They lost both games to the Cavs this year, but the, the opening season game was like only by a couple, two points or something, right? It was that one down to the end. So this is a back to back for the Cavs, right? This is the second game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. So you got that, but that doesn't always equate anything. So right now we are injured with well, Cam Johnson's out. He, he didn't play yesterday. Lonnie Walker's out. Jalen Wilson and Noah Clownley has been called up for Long Island. So maybe they're going to get to see some burn. Kansas and I think, uh, I forgot, what was it Arkansas that you went to? Or Alabama. Anyways, and it's an Evan Mobley's back, right? So he's going to be playing. He's been yet. back for a few games yet. Evan Garland, Bob. I feel Dalton Mitchell has had the Nets number for a while, um, just historically. So anytime he suits up against the Nets, he plays ridiculously well. I, I would want to see his stats 
but we will see Ben Simmons is playing tonight. That changes a little bit of the outlook. And if Cam Thomas and Mikel Bridges can get on the same page offensively, I think we can we can shoot the lights out tonight uh, with a little bit more freedom, with more time for Cam Thomas, because Moise O'Neal's out. And then we got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. So, therefore, there's going to be a lot more ball handling by Cam Thomas here and Mikel Bridges to run some plays since Spencer Dinwiddie. Tim Thomas has given us a lot of trouble so far this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought Bond should have started unless that Paris game, which he did it. You want to guess what the spread uh, is? I'll guess Kev's by three. Uh, a little higher, seven and a half. Seven and a half. See, that's why I'm, I'm basing my spread on what I think is more like based on things I said. I think this could be a tough game. Well, look, I want to watch the game. It's literally just about to start, but. We can't uh, we can't depart ball bad there without talking a little Super Bowl Chiefs Niners here. What do we think? We talked about the AFC and NFC Championship games last episode. Now we've got the the big game, as everyone seems like everyone has to say. No one's allowed to say Super Bowl at anything, any ads or anything. You, you get know, you get sued. You, you get sued if you say Super Bowl. It seems like you might. Who's suing? I guess the NFL is. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the game's on CBS this year, so I guess we're getting Nance and Romo. I would have to assume. Well, I mean, that's probably the biggest news uh, that I'm the headline I'm looking now is whether Tony Romo is still loved in his second Super Bowl appearance. By this is the second one. Though. This is the second one. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been called the diva. We've had yeah. a lot of, I would say, um, very egotistical narcissistic personalities on the show before and i would never associate my my tony Romo, my quarterback my quarterback to that to that order narcissism because you have to win something for that to be the case Um, yeah well he thought he had won the hearts of america with his announcing but yeah as people getting tired of him i don't know apparently the producers and people are getting tired of him but jim jim is still standing by him so if that's the case then you know, I think I think Tony Romo has. I don't know what the odds makers are saying about his calls or whatever, but I think he's got to be the MVP of this Super Bowl this year. Yeah, he can get a little annoying, but I I still think he's a big upgrade over over Nance's old partner, Bill Sims. Bill Sims, yeah. I mean, Sims was a what? Is, what is he like a resting home quarterback? Just like he just asks him about stories. That's it. Yeah, right. Like that's that's what he is. He'll tell you the stories of when he was with the Giants. That's as far as it goes, right? He doesn't. He doesn't talk to any current yeah. leaders or anything like that. Oh yeah, I never. I, I just made that connection that yeah, they they went for a giant to the Cowboys, so that's and the yeah. yes, but well, most of the Cowboys but, have killed it in the front office, except for Jason Witten. But we got Daryl Johnson, you know, on the Fox B team, he he kills it there. You know, you got Troy Aikman, obviously on on Monday Night Football. You got you got Deion yeah. Sanders, who was killing it. Yeah, Michael Irvin is so killing it, and he's got he's got gigs everywhere. Uh, he's no shit. He's got no club shake going on, but like he's and he's got it all like conspiracy theories going on. But you got Jimmy Johnson, so you got yeah, Dallas, he's still on there. Yeah, they got Dallas is represented pretty well in the media, but in terms of what we can do to win a title, I'm sure Tony Romo is not concerned about that. I think he's concerned whether or not Patrick Mahomes. We'll have time to play with him for a golf swing, you know, because they're they're buddies, you know. And Romo's one of the best, probably golfer uh, quarter uh, quarterbacks slash football. Is that players. true? Yeah, no, he's won so many amateur tournaments. 
I'm right on cue, by the way, that next game has started, Cavs, and Mitchell drains a three to open things up. So you're going to call that one. And that's killer. Simmons is playing. But so, who do you think? So, back to the Niners uh, and Chiefs, we got to make our pick. The Niners, they've been in the Super Bowl a good amount of, you know, well, it's their third trip in the past uh, about 12, 11 years or so, whatever, but they haven't won since the early 90s, right? And the Chiefs obviously gone for their third Super Bowl win in the past, what, four or about five years, I think. The Niners are favored by two, I think, the last time I looked. But I don't know. Should they even be favored? I know they've had a better season, I guess, but uh, it's hard to go against the Chiefs for me. I don't know. What do you What do you say? I'm too familiar with losing to both. Well, not both the teams. I'm losing to the coach of the Chiefs and losing to the Niners. So when when you have teams that have lost to the teams that become the eventual champions or some form consistently, you can see why they're good. And I can see why people would want the Niners to have their moment in winning to taking down another Titan. But I don't think it's possible with these Chiefs because they proved kind of like, you know, how to win without not caring about the regular season, but how to win managing the regular season and just get into the playoffs and start winning mm-hmm. those games, right? And that's that's a skill set like Popovich Spurs have had, Phil Jackson, Lakers have had, you know, Belichick's Patriots have had, they've won to the playoffs and, and Giants, uh, when they were like that nine seven team. But this team has probably the most, and I said this last week, probably the lead uh, handsy quarterback. I mean maybe I didn't say this last week, but I'm gonna call him the most handsy quarterback. I don't think you said that specifically. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the handsy and legacy quarterback with Patrick Mahomes because he can deliver the ball ways that you've never thought of it. And only maybe on a basketball court where he also excelled at too, he would pull those no look passes or shambles. Brock Purdy can make plays. We've seen it. But I don't think the excellence of Patrick Mahomes can be questioned even after last year where he, I think he hurt his leg during one of the games and they won. Or the next, they they he hurt himself in the conference or the opening playoff round with his knee. And that was two. Wasn't last year? I mean, he, and that's last year. Like, yeah, it was last year. But so he did that with the injured uh, Mahomes that was played out. What's in a storyline because they won the championship, right? It, it, it doesn't become a storyline if they win the championship. If they lost, they could say, "Oh, Mahomes was injured." But he played on with that injury. They thought he was going to be. He wasn't able to go. And he came back in. I remember Tony Romo calling that game. Oh, you're called Patrick Mahomes. You yeah. kidding me, buddy? You know, like he was, he was in there, dialed in. Yeah. But, but when he did lose the super, his one Super Bowl loss to the Bucs, he was hurt. Also, he got hurt against the Browns and left the game. They barely won. Then they won the next week, and then they lost. Well, he lost in the go though. So like, yeah, exactly. And he was still hurt too. So like, it's like, right. is he ever gonna? So if the goat wasn't there, if it was another team, who was the Bucks playing that year? Who did they beat? The Rams, I think. I don't remember, but the Rams really was no Vikings. Yeah, one of the other. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, Mahomes what it was. Anyone else except Brady? I think Mahomes won. So I agree. Uh, I agree. And Purdy is no match, but I mean, he's like we're saying, he's let, he's, let, he's a good quarterback. Let it with he's a good quarterback, but he's no Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So. I think some people have compared Purdy to like a Brady. Part of it's because like the Mister Relevant, like the deep draft pick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brady was a Mister Relevant or third round or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and like, that kind of accuracy and just like completion percentage type of thing. 
So there are some comps there to the GOAT, but yeah, if, if I just have to only peg it based on that, yeah, it's, it's a neutral site. I think there will probably be more Niners fans there, but because it's closer and they haven't won as a recent. Oh, they got booed. So, but, is, uh, so NFL has their opening, they had their opening night, and they've been, you know, doing all these events, all these for the past, what, week, just whole bunch of coverage. What do you mean opening night for the Super Bowl? It was like it was like a cer- it was like a medal ceremony. Like not like the opening night of the Olympics. They announced the teams oh, I see. and not in their jerseys, just in their regular clothes. They got I saw I saw the clip. They got booed heavily, like hardcore when they were coming in. So I think you're right about which that. team got booed? The Chiefs. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, yeah. The 49ers probably have the home field during that one, but those are probably all the hardcore 49ers fans that go to an event like that right now you have the Super Bowl it's not hardcore fans necessarily it's the people yeah, who have uh, the right so what does that mean I mean Aaron Rodgers is gonna you know show up and talk about some Jimmy Cook Kimmel bits that he has uh, at some point probably that's expected that's expected but Pat Mahomes I think Pat Mahomes will uh, I'm gonna pick the. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to win it um, and they're gonna win it my score is 31 to 21. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you, oh, sorry, you said 31 to 21. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a little bit closer than this. I, I am going to root for the Niners, I think. I had a couple friends that are Niners fans, so I'll be happy for them if they win. Chiefs have done it more recently, like we said. I don't hate either team. I don't definitely don't like either team either, really. This is kind of a neutralish game for me. I think it'll be closer than you're saying with the 10-point swing. But I'm going to agree. The Chiefs, I think, are going to win this one. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Niners fans, I sense another heartbreaker for you. In the Super Bowl, 24, no, I'm going to say 29-27. Wow. Ooh, two-point game. That's still the rare. And here's what I think. Rare. I think the Niners have been playing with fire all year with this rookie kicker that they picked really high at Moody. Who's not been good and he at all? He's missed a lot. He's been of, missing uh, quite a bit. He's not looked like yeah. a kicker they should have drafted at all, let alone in like the third round. Crazy. I could sense him missing another big kick, and they lose by two or three points. That's yeah, that's that's disappointing. Now uh, I think I think McCaffrey will for sure score maybe twice. That seems pretty automatic. Both both teams have good defenses. The Niners didn't play that well on defense in the NFC Championship, but they got it together. And Casey's been kind of winning on their DEs this year, so, yeah. So we both have the Chiefs winning it, and both of them getting above 29 points, at least, right? So, um, yeah. now, the biggest storyline, I, I know we've got to wrap up, so we'll watch this Nets-Cavs killer game uh, as the Cavs are up 14 to 10, six minutes remaining. Six minutes and something. Oh, and Thomas with a bucket in the paint, which is what mm-hmm. you're, you're going to end up seeing for the rest of the, the episode of this this game. I thought you said he wasn't going to play. By the way, no, did, no, did I say no, no, no. I, I that was my incognito support, you know, report to you. Like that, was, I didn't give you the whole coaches report. Oh, Jared Allen taking the three. What the hell? Yeah, um, you know. but the most important storyline and pool is real um, real America going for it because real America thinks that Chavis, Kelsey, and 
Yeah, there's some conspiracy. Taylor Swift is a psyop experiment in which after they win the Super Bowl, President Joe Biden will will in, uh, be endorsed by Taylor Swift like it's a WWE match holding their hands. Here out of nowhere, right? Although Dr. Joe Biden is going to be game. Joe Biden's not going to be there. And they think San Francisco is liberal hell, you know? So who is real America going for? And they're uh, called the Reddit teams, too. Yeah, it's... It is funny because, like, San Francisco, like, the classic, like, idea of a liberal city versus, like, Kansas City. At least the area that the, I'm sure the city is. Oh, yeah. The area that they're in very conservative. Liberal, yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, the, the Bosa brothers are big mega guys, I think. Are they? So that, yeah, I believe so. Oh, oh, boy. So that, he, you know, Nick on the Niners. And with this, like, conspiracy, so I, think they, I think they're definitely game. going for the Niners, I'm saying. So, like, I don't know. It is a weird situation. I wish we had someone that knew about the real pulse and what's going on right now, you know, in the fans. You know, someone that could speak on how the majority of the population is feeling in the country now with election and Super Bowl. Because you got to make, this election year, you got to make picks. And Super Bowl is one of those picks you got to make, right? So... Where does really you have America? to you have to make it? You, you have, have to make, make it. You have to make it. It's election year. Which we just did, so we've done our city. It's election leap year, even. You have an extra day to make more picks of other things too. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. I'm getting I'm getting really upset. Uh, worked up over here. Yeah. Don't get worked up now. Uh, the dogs finally stopped barking. You don't want to get them worked up again over this Roco everything mascot. No, listen. I think we should hear from a. In addition to what you're saying, we didn't we didn't really get into like Super Bowl props and all this funny stuff that people like to talk about. So, and that's not really for us. So, so I think I actually had reached out to one of our previous guests, recent guests, to do a do a little report on the maybe the Super Bowl props and that thing surrounding the Super Bowl and what America's saying and all that. So, we got a man and or rather, really a woman in the streets, a woman in the stands, frankly. Woman in the stands. A woman in the stands report coming Sounds up. Like in, 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 on Brooklyn Rebound Network. So we'll, we'll, let's close the episode with this. And then, yeah, let, we got to watch this. Uh, halfway through the first quarter here, Cavs Nets, we got to watch this. Nets got, uh, or rather, the Cavs got a five-point lead. Let's let's, I guess, let's watch this. Yeah, stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Network and all that. But we'll, we'll kick it to our correspondent. All right. Peace and I'm go Cavs. Thanks, boys. Okay, it's your girl here, Kelly Starshine, biggest pop star on TikTok, biggest pop star going to the Super Bowl this Sunday. That's right, I'm a lady in the stands, but a freak with my mans, Blake Bell and Noah Gray. That's right, I don't know if you heard on my last appearance, but we have a throuple. All right, little light on publicity, even though I'm a big TikTok star and I got two tight ends, someone always outshines me, but that's all right. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. Padre asked me to do a little segment on Super Bowl props, since I'm going to be there in the stands. I mean, there's all type of props. There's a there's about like the, the Reba National Anthem going over 89. Five seconds over under. <laughs> that reminds me how Noah usually goes over me while Blake goes under and vice versa. 
But we always go more than 90 seconds on that one. Sometimes we go 90 minutes. Tantric. Sting should do this national anthem, not Reba. Anyway, speaking of my men, uh, we've got Noah Gray over or under 11 and a half yards receiving. Come on. You know Patrick's going to give my man the ball, so he's definitely going to get more and more yards than that. And Blake over half a catch? You can't even get half a catch. I mean, look, he already has quite the catch in me, but I think he's going to get one in the game too, so take the over on that. Just my opinion. And then what else, what else do we got here? By the way, Blake was originally drafted by the 49ers. Now it's a revenge game for him. And uh, we, we also do a 49 move in bed a lot. It's kind of like the 69, except I kind of put on a costume like an old-timey prospector. We get out a pick. Honestly, the boys don't like that one that much. It's a little painful, but I, I get into it. Anyway, what other props do we got? I mean, those are the, really the important ones. Let's see what else. Oh, God, of course. All the stuff about her. Yeah, they're, are they going to talk about her? Is Kelsey going to propose to her? Ugh, that shouldn't even be a prop on here. Of course he isn't going to. The prop on here should be, will my guys propose that we add a fourth into the mix? I don't know if we're ready for that, but we'll see if they, if the Chiefs do win. Maybe we, maybe we will do that. We'll really be partying all night in Las Vegas. Uh, all these her props. Over four and a half times, Tony Romo is going to mention her. Okay, I'd actually go under on this because I, re I reached out to Tony recently. You know, we'd met before, and I reached out to him again. And I really think he's going to start mentioning me because, you know, I, I even wrote him a new song. You know, of course, I'm a huge star on TikTok. Okay, my jam, my bop, uh, parentheses, I'm dreaming of a uh, close parentheses, white tight end that hit the top of the TikTok Christmas charts in 2023. And I said to Tony, look, I'm going to write a song for you. And then maybe you could start mentioning me in your broadcast. Okay, tell Jim Nance about me. Yeah, I'm not up in the. I'm not with her and everyone up in the the suite. I'm gonna be with the regular Vegas people. All right, in the stands, lady in the stands, freak with my mans. So I, I wrote him a little song. I'll give you you guys even a little taste of it right now. Kind of close out my prop segments here. Okay, this is called play the song. Don't say her name, Tony. Abracadabra, four hands on my ass. Two big mans for me. Hocus pocus, I'm getting slammed. Let me tell you, Tony. It's starshine magic, too tight and magic. All in my veg, yes, Romo. It's Kelly magic. It's Thrupple magic. Taylor is tragic. Yes, I think so. Okay, so that's just a little taste of the hot new track for you guys. I'm giving you 
everything, giving you the great props to pick, giving you the taste of that. I think uh, Usher's probably going to bring me up on stage. Yeah, there's props for that too. Is he going to bring up Ludacris? Is he going to bring up Justin Bieber? Is he going to bring up Adam Pitbull? He's going to probably bring up me after hearing that, so you can expect that. That's not on the books yet, but maybe look out for that later. And uh, yeah, peace everyone. Kelly Starshine out. White D waves scorching. Yeah. Who is number 45? Oh, that's Bates D app. He made the cut. I think. Is that him? Wait. No, he couldn't. He wouldn't be playing already, could he? Who's number 45 on my team? Uh... It must be one of the rookies that have not played at all this year. 15 1 record, 60, last 16 games. That's your highest ever. Yeah, you still don't need Pierce, right? Just ship him back. We'll get to you. So we'll wrestle him off season. Everything will be fine. You know? No, I'm liking Karras now. Oh, Keon Johnson is 45. He's a, is he a rookie? Yeah. I don't know. I've never... I mean, he must be a rookie because... I think so. I've never seen him play. Um, He's probably better than G League or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If well, you open up some roster spots, you got top. Yeah, you got hitters. You got to play someone. Well, I don't need... It, you know, it feels like it feels like the Nets cleaned up their room, but they didn't get rid of all the stuff they were supposed to. You know, um, they're still hanging around with like DFS and other players, right? So they're in the, it's hard to they're the closet. They just swept them under the bed. Yeah, yeah they just kept like them saying like, they cleaned it up, but it's not really clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, and someone needs to do a check with their finger and see well, how dusty it is. You know, and there's probably some uh, messed up socks beneath the bed or something like that. You know. Yeah. So is it, and this analogy is just like Sean Marks' room or something. I think it's uh I think it's just size kids room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the teenage boy that goes to the games. So does it all right. Yeah. What's the last right. game we went to? I'm gonna go to the Webby game, which is coming up. Is that is that coming up on before yeah. it also Yeah. And I think I want I thought about going to this game, but um because no one wants to go to it. And the beginning, <laughs> no one's probably everyone, everyone wants to go to that one, probably because one people aren't going. But I think that's because you also have the the change of the whole roster overall from Durant, Kyrie fans. And yeah, it's not the most fun team to watch. Right. So, like, if you continued, if we never went the Kyrie route and we kept the team, you would have probably a stronger fan base today present because you built the team. You had Kyrie, you had Jimmy, Jerry Allen, you had. He is a Russell, and you have these players that were playing their heart out and uh, playing well. So now we just feel like we're just uh, standing pat to see how many points Jerry Garland can go in the paint and shred us with. Uh, has he up? Has he up to full speed? He can play all of his minutes. I don't think so. No, I mean he's he seems like he's been a little bit slow since coming back from get uh, as get his one back. So well, maybe this is the game. <laughs> Would be your luck. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, what was it? A seven point? I mean, maybe it is looking at uh, the Cavs are, I thought the Cavs would be like, I thought it'd be the opposite of what it is right now with the Cavs maybe being a little slow. Up, but yeah. I thought the second stuff, but well, the Nets don't yeah. have a established lineup yet. So they're plugging in these Peon Johnson. I guess Vegas knows what they're talking about. Probably. Yeah.
Podboys Productions.